Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is May 8th and I'm Tim Priester with Tim O'Malley, a special edition of our Irish Illustrated Insider brought to you by irishillustrated.com. We moved uh, our conversation up a little bit for obvious reasons. The news, uh, Pete Sampson not back from Seattle yet, but we'll give uh, him an opportunity to weigh in on this. And, and as we said before we went on the air, 72 hours from now we'll have a different slant on the decision by Everett Golson. To bypass his final year of eligibility at Notre Dame, we don't know where he'll end up. We're pretty certain it won't be one of Notre Dame's 12 opponents this fall. Uh, but you're going to hear from Everett Golson in a different uniform um, this fall. And um, Tim, not to say to use the word surprise, I, I think would be inaccurate. Brian Kelly is not blindsided by this decision. Um, it was something that was always a possibility. You talked about a must-lie situation by Brian Kelly in the spring when asked directly whether Everett Golson would be back for a fifth year or not. Uh, just some of your thoughts. We've got so much to cover on this, and we'll have questions in segment two from our readers. But just your opening thoughts about the decision by Everett Golson. I think it's intriguing because it immediately polarizes the fan base. Are they better off with Malik Zaire because it's the it's the system people want to see Notre Dame run a run heavy system we saw it in the in the Music City Bowl, or is the reality that they needed Golson one of the top talents on their team to to make the playoffs to go undefeated and and that's something we're not going to know for a long time obviously but May is not a kind month for Notre Dame it's uh, it's been rough the last it, few it, years it has and especially with quarterbacks yeah and, and I think it was interesting because we all watched it, we were all a little surprised he was there to start the spring. And then we watched him, I think in both of our minds, and in Pete's mind, win the job. Not outright, but pull ahead of Malik Zaire. But nothing had really changed until he had options. He didn't have options until he was certain he was going to graduate. This isn't Cody Riggs, where Cody Riggs was certain to be done at Florida, certain to go to Notre Dame, and then he just had to get in the NBA program, which, you know, that's not Golson's situation. He had to guarantee himself options. He had none in March. He had nowhere else to go. It was, it was Notre Dame or study and then try and transfer. I don't think there's any doubt that he, exactly what you're saying, Tim, that he knew the situation. He knew that he had to wait. He knew he had to go through spring practice. He knew he had to go through final exams, and he knew he was guaranteed of earning his undergraduate degree. I don't have any proof that that was a very calculated decision on Ever Golson's part, but I think in retrospect, I think it's pretty easy to kind of conclude that he knew as you say, he knew the timetable and exactly what he needed to do. He fulfilled his obligation to Notre Dame from an academic standpoint, other than the, the troubles that he had along the way. But, um, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever know, obviously, what that two tandems quarterback situation would have been. I think on paper it looked great. Uh, but you're, ta- you're talking about two really strong personalities, and I'm not even including Brian Kelly in that <laughs> equation yet, two really strong personalities in Everett Golson and Malik Zaire and I think on paper it looked great but obviously there were some pitfalls that that, that could have come along the way because look no matter how well Brian Kelly would have balanced playing both of them 
the guy that was standing on the sideline while the other one was on the field taking snaps would have been unhappy, regardless how that was balanced out. I don't believe in spending too much time speculating about what it would have been like right. because it's not, it's not reality anymore. It is it is Malik Zaire's football team or offensive team. Uh, I think the, if ever Golson owes an apology to anybody, it's Deshaun Kaiser because he totally got screwed out of meaningful reps this spring. But 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 again, Kaiser's a big boy and Golson's a big boy, and we know they know what they're getting into when they sign up for it. Yeah, it's, as you said, there's no way. I think I looked at it with rose-colored glasses a little bit. I wanted to see the 2QB system. I wanted to see... Oh, Cal- I did too, yeah. because on paper, potentially, it looks yeah, great. Yeah. Well, not on paper, on the field against LSU in Nashville. It w- it worked really, really well. And that would, But that was an easier situation for, for Brian Kelly to handle. If there's, as I said, what's, what's Colson going to do? Not sign off to play in that situation? No, I don't want to play in the bowl game? That, that wasn't going to happen, so... It's yeah. Well, as you said, we're never going to know. Um, turn the page. They're going to be a running football team next year, and we no can doubt. say that now. Malik Zaire can throw the ball. He can run it better. They have a top tier offensive line. We think. Now this is what people were looking for. This is what a, no one, no if, whether in the Golson camp, quote unquote, or the Zaire camp, nobody preferred a passing team at this stage of the Brian Kelly era at Notre Dame. Everybody wanted to see them somewhat mirror that. LSU approach, and now they're going to have to. Other than Will Fuller, who now knows that he's probably <laughs> going to have to spend two more years at Notre Dame, not that that's a <laughs> sentence or anything, but I would imagine Will Fuller said, mm, wow, that's going to make it a little harder for me to leave after this year. The offensive line, that's a happy group of people today. The running backs, those are that's a, that, that's a happy group. But as you say, Tim, uh, the fans and, and myself as a – Long-time fan of Notre Dame, but more an observer of the game now. I have just always felt like the running game, it was more important, especially with that offensive line and offensive line coach like Harry Heastan. It was important that they accentuate the running game more. C.J. Procise is going to get more touches now. Greg Bryant's probably even going to get more touches now. We definitely know that Tari and Folston is. Um, they have to be careful about how they use Malik Zaire in the running game. You have nothing but complete and total inexperience behind him now. Uh, but obviously, they know the direction they can go. Not that Malik Zaire can't throw the football, but he's never, ever going to throw it as well as as Ever Golson. The same way Ever Golson was never going to run it as well as Malik Zaire is capable of. I think they're reliant on play-action pass, which is fine. If we, earlier this week, we talked about, published a story about different forms of the running game Notre Dame has had, different pecking order with a three-man backfield. Most of the successful ones were based on a running team that that had the play action passing ability that had quarterbacks that could make plays, but they weren't reliant one hundred percent reliant on their arms like Brian Kelly was on Golson last year and and oddly like he was on Reese the season before. But it's I, I enjoy this form of football. Not that that matters. Not that people need to care what I want to see when I'm covering a game. But I, I think it gives them a great chance to win. It doesn't give the, the best chance to win. I want to be clear so it's not like we're pushing Golson out the door. I believe the best chance to win would be if they were both on the team because I think Kelly could have made it work. I think he wanted to make it work, and he's not here. But as you as you mentioned before we went on, turn the page. It's over. He's not here. We don't need to worry about how it was going to work out. Right, and, and you know as we exited the spring, the question is still to me. I mean, with or without goals and whatever. The question was still, how good can you play defensive yeah, football? Yeah. You gave up 40 points a game the last eight games of the year. This allows the defense to be, quote, protected. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we saw time of possession in Music City Bowl, how important that was. And the LSU was number one in the country in, yeah. 
in in time possession, and, and Notre Dame completely reversed that on them. It was one of the reasons why I asked Brian Kelly after the Music City Bowl, okay, you had 30 months to prepare for this. Can you do it on a weekly basis? His answer was, we're certainly going to try. And I think that they were moving in, in that direction. But, you know, no doubt about it, the defense is better off also. We talk about people that are happy. The defense is better off with a Malik Zaire-led offense in the big picture of things. You know, if we if you kind of put a bow on that, the tight ends are better off with Malik Zaire because two get to play. I think it's only the wide receivers. You just won't see as many three and four wides in this format. You have to look at some of those jumbo packages, run heavy sets. Now, three receivers are going to start. That's Brian Kelly's offense, but it's, it's going to be varied now. And maybe if it's not Will Fuller, it's receiver two, three, and four that lose a little bit of time. Yeah. Did... Did Ever Golson was he selfish? Did he make a selfish decision? I don't think he had a choice. He made a selfish decision possibly this week, but he didn't have a choice but to stay and go through spring practice because he couldn't gamble and say, I'm leaving Notre Dame if I graduate. Right, at the I'm end. not questioning that. I'm talking about the decision yesterday to say, I'm going to bypass probably my third year as a starter at Notre Dame to go somewhere else. I think he made the right decision for himself. I don't think it would have looked I don't which, think it would have which looked is good. selfish. I mean we, yeah, we yeah. use the word selfish negatively and I'm not necessarily using that negatively. He, negatively, he made a decision in his best interest as he said, which none of us are surprised <laughs> that he made a decision in his best interest. That's why I say it's not a surprise because we know Everett Golson. This this type of decision is not surprising. I use the word selfish. I'm I, I'm not necessarily putting a negative connotation right. on that. Um, he put himself first. No doubt about it. Now, I'm not sure, does does Malik Zaire put himself ahead of Notre Dame's best interests? I mentioned that in a, in a column we're about to publish today. Zaire didn't have a choice either. We, Zaire doesn't have Golson's choice of leaving and going to the offense of his choice. He had to be here. Now, we see Malik Zaire as a team first player. Pete has said often, Malik Zaire's not going anywhere whether Golson becomes a starter or not. Zaire is all in at Notre right. Dame, so it's it's good. I like to hear that. He also doesn't have many choices, right. so we, we don't know. In two years, he might have this choice. <laughs> what, the, the, what about the notion, and I, I, I have purposely kind of stayed away from the message boards until I wrote my column because I wanted, I wanted all my, you know, I didn't want to be influenced by anything. But the notion that Nordame is now a 7-5, and 8-14, and 14 because I, I have not even considered that at all. I, I don't look at it that way at all. No, I, was, I think I'm a little skewed because I was so high on them if the defense could come around that logically I would probably drop one win, but I was in that 11 win range, maybe 12 and two type range. Yeah. If, if you're to make the playoffs, I, I mean, they're no worse than a 10 and two regular season team at this point with Malik Zaire. Now, I guess you could look at it big picture. Malik Zaire gets hurt against Texas. Then you're not anywhere yeah, near as strong. The caveat is if yeah. Malik Zaire yeah. stays healthy, is this still a 10, 11 win team? I, I, I certainly think it, it can be. It, more of it has to do with the defense. Right. Zaire's going to develop. He'll develop. Yeah. He'll be, he will develop and be a solid quarterback. I think the point you made before we went on the air at Clemson, you know, there's a, ro- there's a road game yep. or so out there because of his sheer inexperience. Although, man, the kid made his first start against LSU and did right, pretty yeah. well. Right, right. It's it, Yeah, am I at Clemson thing? Not that, they can't, not that he can't handle Clemson or pressure, but, you know, sometimes things go wrong in these road games. Hey, you mentioned before, Boston College isn't going to roll over. Let's put Zaire in a situation where you're on the road, you're down 13-3, and it's pretty important you convert a third and seven slant. 
in your own territory, Golson hits those passes. That's that's as of now, that is Zaire's weakness. Those are going to come up. You don't have to put yourself down 10 on the road in the first quarter. These are super hypothetical questions, but that that's where having a experienced passing quarterback is important. Yeah, and it's less likely to get down 13 to 3 on the road because you're emphasizing the running game more earlier in the game than you are the passing game as you did before with with Golson and he would make an error and now you're you're down. But it, that's so speculative. Right. We we don't know. It is it is what it is. Malik Zaire is the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. Keep him healthy. Like I said, they've got to they've got to make decisions with regard to play calling. That keep in mind that he is the only guy that's taken a taken a snap in game competition, and very few at that. All right, we'll be back uh, segment two. We've got some uh, many questions from our uh, readers, but we picked out a few here that we'll focus on. Segment two of Ivers Illustrated Insider is our burning up the boards segment. And boy, are the boards burning up with questions regarding uh, Everett Golson's decision, Malik Zaire becoming the quarterback, and some people questioning Brian Kelly in this situation, which is fair as well. But we'll start with Camo2111. Do you think Everett Golson will be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Does his transfer increase the chances that he will become an NFL quarterback that sticks in the league? No, and yes. I think he's a sub six foot quarterback and. Those guys are the exception to the rule. I don't. I don't think everyone's Russell Wilson just because they transfer as a fifth-year senior and he's talented. I think he could have been a great college quarterback. I, uh, I'm sh- as shocked as anyone that he would turn into a turnover machine last year because I thought going into last year he would end the year as one of the best five in the country. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but I, I do think that this transfer increases his chances of sticking how, in the NFL. How so? How so? I think that he. I don't think Brian Kelly's great with quarterbacks. I think he develops players very well and he develops a program pretty well I don't now Mike Sanford it's interesting that he could have gotten some really good coaching for Mike Sanford um but you know at this time every year we weren't saying he wasn't going to get good coaching from Lafleur, who was a young quarterback guru that had been the NFL with Robert Griffin it's I think getting out of Notre Dame and not sharing the job probably helps him um depends on where he goes if he goes to LSU and they're a run-heavy team that is flashing past now Every once in a while, people say, "Well, they're going to be a run-heavy team." That can help a quarterback too. If you're if you're handing the ball to Leonard Fournette thirty times and he's running for two hundred yards a game, and you get to pass fifteen times, I bet you there's some open windows for you. You can look pretty good. So, being a run-heavy offense doesn't hurt a quarterback to go there. But I think leaving Notre Dame probably helps him raise his profile a little bit for the NFL next year. Well, it's certainly going to make him relax a little bit on football field, and I, and now he can pick and choose the coach that in which he feels the greatest comfort with. Okay. But having said that, you know, I, I just think that this is only going to enable uh, Ever Golson not to grow up, which, which he hasn't done. I mean, he's not mature. He's not mentally tough when it comes to, to being coached hard. You, on the next level, you think they're just going to give you a pass and let you work your way through the problems? They're going to be sticklers for absolutely everything that you do. So, Look, it's never been a matter of the ability to throw the football. He's brilliant. Any Anybody that throws for 11,000 yards and 151 touchdown passes in high school, I mean, is a brilliant thrower, and, and he has the skill set. But what he does not have is the size. What he does not have is the, the maturity or the mental toughness. And that's why I say, you know, Notre Dame didn't do ever Golson any favors by uh, enabling him to to hide away 
from the media whenever he wanted. And I'm not saying that from a, hey, we need to talk to Everett Golson standpoint. I don't give a damn whether the media, as long as the rest of the media can't right. talk to him, I don't care whether I do or not. My point is, and I'm an old timer, I grew up in the Notre Dame system, and that was part of the educational process. People heard me say this before, probably ad nauseum, but that was part of the educational process. As a Notre Dame football player, you've got to you've got to stand up through good times and bad, and you have to deal with this situation. I don't think Notre Dame did him any favor favors by enabling him to run from that scrutiny whenever he wanted to. No, that, that I mean that's a fair point. It's if. if... Somebody asked last year, will Golson eventually be a captain of Notre Dame? And the first thought was, there's a no percent chance he'll be a captain of Notre Dame. That, that's Tommy Reese wasn't a captain of Notre Dame. That that kid had captain written all over him, if not his skill set. Well, but they both got in trouble off the field. Yeah, so yeah. if either one of them had avoided that, if, if if ever Golson doesn't miss 2013 and he's on the field all the time, he probably gets the title just because. I think we view him differently, though, too, if he didn't have that mistake in, in his past. No, that, that's that, true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, CPU fifteen asks: Can we make we can Notre Dame make the playoffs with Malik Zaire at quarterback? Yes. <laughs> one, I would maybe now forecast one more defeat just because of what we've been talking about ad nauseum that Golson's one of your ten best players. But this is not a quarterback reliant team anymore. Or I guess it hasn't been. Kelly wanted it to be. It didn't become one. But this they have a lot of players. They are loaded for Bear this year and. If some crucial guys were to stay, they'd be loaded for 2016 as well. Look, 24 hours ago, the topic was, or at least my topic on the message board was, how many of these guys are going to get drafted in the next two yeah. years? I think there's 20 of them. Now, some people have shot that theory down. I'm interested to see what happens there. That's another topic. Maybe that's for Monday when we have a little bit more time to focus on other things. Golson wasn't high on your list of 20 either. He wouldn't have been in the top. 10 group of people. No, either. but he would yeah. have been drafted sure, sure. and course, will yeah. be drafted. Right. There's no doubt about that. But this team is loaded. And it wasn't until I showed up at the Freeman Studios here this morning <laughs> that I even considered, you brought it up, Tim, that some people think they're going to go 7-5, and 8-4. and four. I didn't even, I, I wrote a column this morning. I didn't even consider that this would significantly impact Notre Dame's record at the end of the season. And I agree with you. There's a road game. There are pitfalls out there for yeah. a young quarterback no matter how mature uh, Malik Zaire is, there are still pitfalls out there. But this team is loaded, and Malik Zaire absolutely is qualified enough to lead this team to 10-11 victories. They better not go 7-5 and five no. at this stage. That that would be that would, that would tell you all you need to know. This this roster is not a 7-5 and five roster. It's not an 8-4 roster. Things would have to break hideously badly, including an early Zaire injury, and it's still not that bad. This is still yeah. a double-digit victory team. Uh, Jay Sklerick, I don't know this is a directed, directed at Tim. Is it you or me? I don't know. But I know you love Coach. I know you love Brian <laughs> Kelly as a coach. Uh, but specifically on QBs, I would argue, A, he didn't get the best out of Dane Chris. B, he didn't get the best out of Andrew Hendricks. C, he didn't get a, the best out of Gunnar Keel, nor did he get the best out of Ever Golson. Valid points. Yeah, especially Kristen Golson because they, you know, Keel didn't play here. I, I, you could definitely throw Keel in there, but uh, Kristen Golson, I think it's really fair to say that he didn't. I don't think you maximize what you could have had, even with Reese. And I don't mean by Tommy himself. I think they could have been a better team with him if they if used if the offense was run differently. But it's a fair point. He he didn't come close to having a pulse on Dane Chris to what makes Dane Chris tick. That was a marriage made in hell from the beginning. You could see none of that was going to work. The way he treated Chris, 
he should have, if he, I don't know, do you need to coddle Chris the way he coddled Golson a little bit this year? Because that was not even close to something that was going to work out. I go back to the, and I got ripped for this. I go back to the game at Boston College mm-hmm. in Brian Kelly's first year. And he was, he was, I was watching him. Okay, not everybody, people watching on TV didn't see the reaction. Every time Dane Chris did something wrong, whether it was an incomplete pass or whatever, Kelly was throwing his hands up in the air. He was irate the whole game, and you could see Chris kept looking over there, and his body language kept getting worse and worse and worse, and you're right. I mean, that that relationship, I mean, this is the other part of the question. Does Kelly need to reevaluate how he approaches his quarterback? With Dane Christ, he absolutely, and I and I wrote that, and I got ripped at the time that, you know, oh, what, the head coach can't yell at the quarterback? That's not the point. The point is that the head coach needs to bring out the best in the quarterback, and his approach with Dane Chris was bringing out the worst in him. Yeah, you. I mean, you don't kick a horse after the race. There was, there, there was just... I, well, I, or during the or race. Or during, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was a strange, the way he, I understand that he was trying to put his stamp on the program at the time, and this is how I'm going to coach, but it's also important to get the most out of your players. So I think it's very fair to say that he has not gotten the most out of his quarterbacks at Notre Dame. He certainly did from Tony Pike, Zach Kolaris at Cincinnati. Right. Uh, he inherited Dan LaFevre. Uh, LaFevre was much better under Kelly, of course, but that was closer to a finished product, and I'm sure he did at Grand Valley State. But from where we watch, he hasn't gotten the most out of any of them, right? Well, Malik Zaire in the second half against USC and certainly in a bowl game. So, so far, he's gotten the most out of Malik Zaire when he has put him on the field, which creates an argument that maybe you should have had him on the field earlier in the season when, when Golson was scoring. But that's water under the bridge, and you can't do anything about that. But so far, he has gotten the best out of Malik Zaire when he's put him on the field. And we have a final question from Petro0001. Does Malik Zaire seem to have different a different favorite wide receiver or wide receiver targets than Golson? Put another way, do any of the receivers stand to actually benefit from having Malik Zaire as a starter? I wouldn't think the receivers benefit from him. I think the offense could end up benefiting. We don't know. Well, it, it, it very easily could. Uh, I don't see how. F- and now Fuller's got deep speed, but Golson hit Fuller pretty nicely last year too. I, I think, I think the wide receivers will miss Golson. I think it's natural. Doesn't I, the offense could score more points with Zaire in there? But does I, I don't think you're going to get 15 touchdowns out of Fuller now. Might have been tough anyway, but I don't think you're going to have those astronomical numbers out of a wide receiver this year anymore. You might have the best running game numbers you've had in a long time. There's no way that the chemistry can be better with the receivers. It, just in terms of pass catch, pass catch, there's no way it can be better. And I know that there are some people, I said in the first segment, that that Malik Zaire will never throw the ball as well as ever Colson. I'm, I'm sure some people say, well, how do you know that? Well, if I run a 4-7 my whole life... I'm probably not ever going to run a 4-5. And, I mean, it's just skill set. It's just flat-out skill set the same way Zaire, Golson was never going to be as an explosive runner as Zaire was at quarterback. Right, you don't mean he's not going to be a better quarterback. You mean he's not going to no, throw the ball No, and well. I totally yeah. agree with what you're yeah. saying in terms of the offense may be more productive. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of anticipating it because it gets back to a run-based offense, and they're loaded in that area from, from personnel at running back to offensive line, plus Zaire as a runner himself. You know, it's, and, and to answer the first part of that question, favorite targets, we haven't seen enough of it. Uh, even in practice, that they, they rotate yeah, through there's receivers. No there's no way. Right maybe, maybe they go back to relying a little bit more on the tight end in the passing game because it's not a baby step throw, but it is a, it's it, an it's, easier it's throw. It's an easier throw. throw. Maybe there's more regular screen game. We saw it briefly last year. I think it was 
only Purdue and Syracuse, they started getting Bryant and Fulston and North Carolina, they're getting them involved in those little dump-off plays. It's it's something valuable to Do have. Do we really have any concept of how well uh, Zaire throws to the running back swing out of the backfield? Do we really? I, I'm not sure. Do we know that? No, we don't. It's a good point because you would think Golson, you think that would be a strength of all good passing quarterbacks, but that was Golson almost a weakness. He was sloppy. Brian Kelly would even mention it's just attention to detail. He doesn't set his feet correctly. He doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't. It's an easier pass than it is to hit yeah. a twenty-yard end to Fuller. A, maybe it's an easier pass for Zaire. I hope it is because then you have, as you say, the tight end, which is always a really nice little seven-yard stop, turnaround throw, um, in, in the running backs, and and you have there's some real potent pass receiving running backs on this roster. And I think the big difference when we're saying he's not a limited passer because he can get the ball. 65 yards down the field in right. one step it's uh, we're more wondering how accurate is he going to be on the passes that win games that people don't think those passes win games yeah that 25 yard right. out to yeah. the sideline which is a long yeah. throw uh, and he has the arm strength it's not a matter of arm strength it's just it's a matter of accuracy and consistency with accuracy and this comes back to brian kelly and his use of offense of the quarterbacks when tommy reese would roll out after four <laughs> years we would look at each other and think has he been coaching this team? Does he realize the strengths of his players? Don't put Zaire in a position to make Everett Golson throws. Put him in a position to make Malik Zaire throws. You, it, it, the whole offense doesn't have to be at your disposal. It, it's not, you don't have to throw the playbook at everybody. He doesn't have to make throws Golson made. He can hit the ball deep, but he's probably not hitting the 22-yard comeback, as you right. said. The, 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 the routes that require more precision, right. at least at this stage of his career, are not going to be um, you know high-percentage throws. Nor, and I think we saw this in the spring as well, rolling to his right. He re- he struggles more rolling to his right throwing than Golson did rolling to his left throwing. I almost wonder, I remember Kristen Reese in the quarterback duo of 2011. They looked terrible in the blue goal game. Insert joke here, but they looked poor. They, looked, they did not look good in the blue goal game. And Chris said after the game, we went out and worked on all of our weaknesses. Whether that was true or not, it was either a genius thing to say to the media, or maybe maybe Kelly had them work on their weaknesses a little bit in front of people, because I don't know why you rolled Zaire off into his well, right. Well, and we're probably being a little naive and just saying roll right, roll right. left, because I'm sure there are benefits by formation and what the defense is doing to roll to, to going to the opposite of what sure. your throwing hand is. So, um, you know, we're probably a little naive in, in that respect. We could go on about this, but um, I think that we've addressed it. I think we've hit every... Uh, aspect of it at least as we perceive it now and that's why it's important that we come back on monday may 11th for our normally scheduled um, uh, podcast and get pete back involved and and get his perspective we didn't even talk about bo wallace that'll be an issue that we'll deal with uh, um, when we get together again for the next irish illustrated insider which will be on monday may 11th i'm tim priest with tim o'malley and that's the latest on the Everett golson and quarterback situation at notre dame Wheeler rolling down the track Me and your true loving daddy ain't coming back I'm moving on I'll soon be gone You'll find the hive my little old sky I'm moving on That big loud whistle as it blue and blue Say hello to the side